Welcome to Reproduction, the podcast that normally looks at the songs that are special to you and tries to remake them with little to no budget. I'm Joshua T. Davis, an amateur music producer and your host. Today is a special bonus episode where I'm talking to Billy Cobb, a musician who recently released the EP Zerwi, a fantastic tribute to the sound and songs of Weezer. Today, I have a very special guest on the podcast that I am delighted to talk to. Billy Cobb is a musician from Pennsylvania whose most recent record, Zerui, is making a huge splash in the indie scene, especially amongst fans of a certain band. Billy, how are you? I am fine. How are you, Joshua? I'm doing really good. It's great to have you on the podcast. You're actually my first guest that I didn't know before interviewing them. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Now, before we talk about your newest release, Zeri, I wanted to talk a little bit about your other stuff. I loved your record, Strokes of Incarceration, from last year. Mm -hmm. I particularly liked the song Rocky Horror. Lots of different stuff is going on on that record. So what got you into making your own music, and how did you get to where you were? when you recorded that last record? Okay, so I started recording or experimenting with recording in like 2012-ish when I was in middle school. Believe it or not, I actually wanted to be a rapper. (laughs) At the very beginning when I first started out, I I was into like hip hop and stuff. So I wanted to record some stuff like that. So then I started recording and I was like, why does this sound so bad? Like I thought it was, (laughs) I was like, this should be a lot simpler than it than it is like it sounded like crap with what i was recording i was recording like with, with like a task cam i wasn't even recording to a doll i was like recording on like a like a track like a, a tape recorder thing and then <laughs> so yeah i was like then i was like I, why can't you just put the microphones up to these things and it just it just sounds good instantly like that wasn't the case so i, I kind of got interested in like how to make things sound good and so i started recording my own stuff and then i thought you know what i'm gonna make a rock record and see where it goes and then i did that and i made my my first rock record which was a piece of crap it's not available anymore yeah so then i just kept um recording more and more and writing more and more rock music depending on how i was feeling at the time or how what i was being influenced by so yeah i believe like from a production standpoint it was kind of like how good can i get so like i was always motivated to keep getting better at that kind of thing but i was also you know making music that not only what i thought other people would like but what i wanted to listen to which is why a lot of my music is influenced by what i'm listening to currently or at the time of recording it or whatever. So yeah, that that, that just kind of that's how that how all that got started and then as far as Strokes of Incarceration goes, which is my latest full-length record, basically is the perfect embodiment of all the stress I've been going through at university because mm-hmm. I was a freshman or yeah, I was like in my second semester when I started recording that and I just wanted to let out all the uh, the stressful the stress that was going on. So that's kind of where the sound of that record came from and all the topics and whatnot. So there are definitely a lot of relatable feelings on that record for a lot of people, myself included. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the goal to make music that other people can like or relate to or feel comfortable with. Now, I know you weren't only making rock records in that time, and I know that over the past few years, you've made quite a few I would describe as meme records. Yes. A particular favourite of mine is your Weezer cover album, where all the instruments have been replaced with the melodica. Uh, yeah, uh, the melodica album. I'm currently actually working on Melodica Tin because that... <laughs> 
that uh, that was that that became pretty popular. It's really fun making Weezer memes because the like the Weezer community is like so active with that kind of stuff. So like when you put something out, like everyone loves it, and it gets so much love from like a specific you know fan base, and you feel like really involved and stuff. It's just kind of awesome now that I have like the Zerwe EP, now that I'm like pretty well known in the Weezer community. That I like basically any Weezer related thing that I release, it gets seen. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But as far as the memes go, like the thing was at first my my YouTube channel was like strictly just like music and covers and stuff. And then one day, because Gary come home from SpongeBob became like a big meme, and um, I was like, what if I did a punk cover of this? <laughs> I was like, like I don't, I don't know why I just, just like, I, what, like what, what would happen if I did that? So I did a punk cover of Gary Come Home, and like it, people liked it at first, and like it, like it did pretty well. And then a few months later, or something like that, like a couple weeks later, or so the thing just blew up. Like someone posted it on like a meme page or something on Instagram with like thousands of followers, and it got like it got really popular. It was my most popular video, N not anymore, but it was. I it was it got to like seventy thousand views. I was like, well, maybe this meme thing might work out, and then. That made me realize, like not just that, but all the other things I've done, like the Google Autocomplete videos and whatnot, but that doing that made me realize that like memes are the future of marketing. The way independent artists should market their music is through memes, honestly, because kids dig that stuff up. Like, you know, new music, new kinds of music, like whatever, whether that be like rock and roll at the time or now trap music or whatever. It's always mostly geared towards younger audiences, you know, like teenagers. Like that's how music gets popular, a specific kind of music usually. And I feel like memes are the biggest way to get to teenagers. And once you connect with the kids, then that's when you start connecting with other people because the kids are what spread everything on the internet, I guess. Yeah. Like look at, look at Oliver Tree, you know, he's this big meme, but he also releases pretty serious music. Like his music videos are memes, his, what he wears is a meme, he looks like a meme, he acts like a meme but his music is real so I mean like as long as he's promoting himself through memes and getting an audience through that and like, people are still listening to his his serious music and you know getting a kick out of it so I think that's a really cool thing and that's something I'd like to hop on board with which I kind of have already yeah you raise an absolutely brilliant point there in the fact that memes spread themselves and therefore it is the best way to market it. and I think a good success of meme marketing has been little Nas X with Old Town Road, which started off as a TikTok meme and ended up as the number one single in America. That, yeah, that's a perfect example. I, I forgot to mention that. I cannot believe that started as like a Red Dead Redemption 2 video with like the <laughs> song over it and it became like the number one selling song. Like that kid basically became a millionaire like overnight. Yeah. And that's like the power of memes and TikTok and whatnot. Like, hey, he's like, hey, I'm going to make a, a funny country rap thing. Like it was unexpected and it was, you know, like people made a meme out of it and next thing you know it's like bam he's the best-selling artist out there right now so obviously zerwi has a very specific audience in mind how did you come to decide that you wanted to record a weezer record it's interesting because i mean i really like the sound of weezer i mean like they're like my favorite band if you couldn't tell <laughs> but um you know i have all the instruments and everything and i was like well that that would be kind of a fun fun sound to to do and the thing is is like i don't know if you read the description of the video but it says like hey like i was tired of waiting for weezer to release another rock record which is mm -hmm. true they haven't released a, like a solid rock record in like three years so i was like well might as well make one myself so <laughs> i wanted to do that and just kind of capture the sound of weezer that i like or that i want to listen to and see if other people would like it too and lo, lo and behold they did so that's how that came to be i, I actually for, for a little while i almost 
didn't make it. Like I started recording a song for it and I was like, people have heard this before. Like this song has been done time and time again. Like even Weezer's tired of making these sounding songs. <laughs> like the reason it was an EP and not like a longer record was because like you can only write the same song so many times, like, yeah. you know? So when I was making it, I was like, man, people have heard this before. Like, it's like, I feel like I'm just rewriting the same songs. And like, I literally felt like how Rivers feels right now. Like, I got it. I just don't want to make this anymore. And then later on, I just, I just got, I guess I just got the spark again to make it. I was like, you know what, what the heck? And I made it and, and it just blew up. And I guess it's crazy. Like that kind of stuff happens all the time. Like Roger Waters of Pink Floyd, one of his like famous sayings or whatever is like, if you're thinking about not releasing something, you always should release it anyway, because that's how we felt with Dark Side of the Moon. And we all know how that turned out. Your record has gained a lot of praise from fans saying it sounds a lot like quote unquote good Weezer. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think it has a unique identity to itself. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely hear things in your record that sound a lot like your previous work. Mm -hmm. So is this just a reflection of the influence that Weezer has had on your music? Or were you purposefully trying to differentiate your EP from actual Weezer songs? The thing is, like, yeah, I guess some of my music before was definitely influenced by Weezer and you can definitely hear that as far as like giving in my own kind of sound and whatnot like yeah I kind of wanted to do that because like yeah the main idea was to make it specifically a Weezer sound but I also kind of wanted to make it my own thing because like what makes their best records special like what makes like Pinkerton different from the blue album or the, the white album or whatever like the white album different from everything else is that they each have like their own kind of unique spin on everything you know blue album is like fun it's like like it's kind of surfy and stuff and it's just like it's yeah it's, it's really like um like funny and stuff like that so it's got its own like app it's got its own atmosphere its own like tone and everything and then pinkerton's really dark and and uh like depressing and emotional and then you know uh the white album's all fun and stuff i feel like each album has its own identity and i feel like in order to make like a brand new weezer record that captures the energy of a new weezer record and not just like like the same energy as a previous one, you know, you got to put your own little touch in it. So what would you say was the most challenging aspect of creating this EP? <sighs> Recording. I'm st even though I'm I'm still like, let me think, I'm, I'm like five years or so into like the whole recording thing and I'm still getting used to it. Like I still hate my guitar tone or at least, I mean, I think it's gotten a lot better over the years. Like I think my, my recording in general has gotten a lot better over the years, but the, the hardest part of any record is just getting that perfect sound that you think would resonate the best with how it sounds in your head. So that's probably the hardest part. And then as far as playing wise, I think the, the synth parts <laughs> were, were hard to, to nail like can really nail that Weezer sound. So if one of my listeners is sitting at home thinking, I want to write a Weezer record, what would you tell them to do? Well, here's what I did. Not only did I listen to a lot of Weezer, obviously, to do it um, and kind of see what they were doing, but I also listened to a lot of bands and songs that were also inspired by Weezer, like Ozma. There's a, an album called Rock and Roll Part 3 by a band called Ozma that's like famous for are very well known for being super Weezer-y. So that was kind of like like one of the main other influences that I, I tried to listen to and see what they were doing or some other songs that sounded Weezer-y. And then another thing I did, which is pretty interesting, is I listened to a lot of the Beach Boys because I know Rivers is really inspired by them. And I know he was really inspired by them like going into the Blue Album and stuff. So I kind of wanted to get in the mindset of, you know, the actual band beforehand 
when they were making the record by listening to some of their influences and saying like, how can I make an original sound out of this? Which is why Dumb Song for Virgins to Cry To, the melody sounds a lot like the song Surfer Girl by the Beach Boys. Well, I'll have to keep an ear out for that the next time I listen to it. That's a great point. Absolutely listen to the influences of the people you're influenced by. So what would you say are the essential elements of a song that makes it sound like Weezer? So for sound wise, you're, wanna, you're gonna wanna get some really authentic sounding drums. They can't sound too tight. They're gotta be, they gotta be kind of roomy, very like thick and heavy. For the bass, uh, I put like a really fuzzy tone on it, but which you can't really hear as much because the fuzz on the guitar kind of cancels that out. So, okay, so that's another thing. You gotta have really heavy, fuzzy guitars, but also some clean guitars as well. You gotta, you gotta get a good mixture of the fuzzy and the clean guitars. It's another thing. You gotta get like the good, t get, get the right Right tone with that and then um, and then put the fuzzy bass underneath that unless it's just clean guitar if it's just clean guitar then don't use fuzzy bass use clean bass and then also for the synthesizer you're gonna need like a very fuzzy uh, gritty synthesizer that's just kind of like a plain sine wave sound but very uh, very gritty and fuzzy and those I think those are the sound sound wise those are the, the main elements of Weezer also you can throw in on some acoustic guitar in there if you want to go for like a Jason Cropper sound from like the Blue Album um, I didn't really do a lot of that on the Zerwe EP but you could still do it and you put in some like cool major seventh chords and stuff in there to make more sound more like them that's one thing also uh, another thing to get to sound like them is well obviously you're gonna have like a really want to have like a really chesty emotional voice for for rivers <laughs> and then um you, you can also do the the classic matt sharp falsettos as well um that really really sets the sets the weezer tone those are all the things that really get the sound and then as far as writing goes they use a lot of like this the same kind of chord progressions but going back to like the whole like beach boys thing like if you listen to like a lot of like the classic like surf rock records and stuff like you if you use a lot of those chord progressions and like essentially just write a beach boys song but make it a lot fuzzier and more emotional and then that's basically how you write a weezer <laughs> song that's pretty much the basics and then and then if you want for lyrics wise i don't really know like because the thing with rivers is lyrics as far as right now goes like originally he actually like wrote out his lyrics and stuff but right now he uses spread Sheets. I don't know if you've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. But he like <laughs> he he has like a bunch of random lyrics on spreadsheets and he like basically pretty sure he like uses uses like a bot or something to write the songs for him or something. So all of his lyrics are like super weird and random and I mean in a way in a strange way it's real it's kind of poetic and beautiful. Like especially when it's done with the white album. I think the white album utilized it really well. The Gar and Gimbal and the Wave, like nobody knows what that means, but it sounds nice. For the most part, I the lyrics on on the album um, didn't really make a lot of sense for my Zerwe record. I mean, I guess not. Nah, I mean, I mean the shell, the shell Shack is the only one that kind of fits that description. So you can, you can kind of go that route and and write lyrics that really don't make sense but sound really nice and like poetic or you can just kind of like hey like just pick a topic like for example the song 1955 pick a topic uh in that case it was like i want to write a song about like the thought of hey what would it be like if i was born you know like 50 or 100 years ago like how different would i be like what would i meet somebody and fall in love with them and stuff like that and then just kind of write around those lyrics and just try, just try to tell a story while rhyming but yeah that's yeah those, that's my writing techniques i guess so what would you say is your favorite Weezer record? My favorite Weezer record? Okay, this one's a tough one. I've actually mm -hmm. made multiple rankings. I've ranked it mul multiple times because I always switch it up, but I have a favorite 
and I have what I believe to be their best. I think there's okay. my personal favorite Weezer record is the White Album because not only do I think it's a brilliant record, but I very personally connect to it. Like whenever I whenever I listen to it, I get like nostalgia for like high school and stuff. So that's just kind of like the time I listen to it. So that's like my favorite. And then um, objectively, I, though I think technically I think the Blue Album is the best because you know it's just their debut and it has like all those classic songs and it really set the tone of what Weezer sounded like and it's one of the main influences for like the emo sound of the ni- late 90s and the 2000s and it's, it's just such a brilliant record but then there's like also I used to, like I always switch my I always change my mind a lot like like I always say like it's either that or Pinkerton obviously but like sometimes I'll say like Pinkerton is the best because it's more melodic it's more emotional it's, it's more uh, heavy it's like it, it, there's it's, the thing is they're both in my eyes they are both masterpieces I think they're both 10 out of 10 solid 10 out of 10s and it's just hard to compare them because like they're I like both of them for different reasons like they're both very different records despite being by the same band so I like the Blue Album for different reasons that I like Pinkerton so I think that people who say like oh the Blue Album is better or the Pinkerton is better I think it really just depends on what kind of person you are and what you like more because I honestly think object looking at it from an objective standpoint they're both equally as good but for different reasons. I totally agree with you about the White Album. It is probably one of my favorites as well. It just has that great sort of summer nostalgia feel to it. But also I get what you're saying about the Blue Album. Mm -hmm. And I put it this way, at university, I did a rock and roll class. And in that class, we studied the Blue Album. That's pretty, yeah, that's that's actually pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. So what would you say is the most underrated Weezer song? Um, Underrated Weezer song. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to start with, I'm just going to start by saying Hurley is mm-hmm. easily the the most underrated Weezer record. I think it's a very solid record. Um, there's like maybe two songs on it that I don't like. So it would definitely be a song from there. And I'd say the most underrated Weezer song from that record, probably unspoken because that that's just a brilliant song but also the song i guess that that title can also go to memories though because unspoken is usually generally liked amongst most weezer fans but uh, memories is kind of like you get it's like mixed reactions like some people love it and some people hate it and i think everybody should love it like not only is it not quite as well well known as some other weezer songs especially you know like mainstream wise but i think it's also just a brilliant song it's fun it's upbeat the lyrics are really good and nostalgic and uh it's it's hectic it's fuzzy and it's just it's just a really fun song as well as a fun record yeah again i totally agree with you memories is one of my favorite weezer songs as well and for many years actually it was the only weezer song that i had in my itunes library (laughs) nice so you record so you record and produce your own music what advice would you give to artists that are just getting started trying to get something recorded oh here's the thing i'm just gonna start that question with saying that there's a lot to learn it's not something you can just jump right into you like you're gonna when you start you're gonna suck it's, it, that's just how it is like there's no i don't know a single person who does this kind of thing that started out in like their first record just sounds incredible like that's not that's not how it's gonna be it's gonna sound like crap to begin with like there's no getting around that but in order to sound better the best piece of advice i've ever received is try to get the best sound possible going into the doll and don't try to do everything in post-production because you can't polish a turd like it's you can try to polish a turd but it's still a turd so if you're recording a really crappy recording like you're using like a really crappy mic and you're recording like a your amp or something 
and the, the guitar recording just sounds terrible. Like a lot of people like will try to go fix it with EQ or something afterwards, but the like the reality is you want to get it to sound as good as possible going in because not only does it make your life a lot easier by just not doing as much editing, but it's basically impossible to make something bad sound good even with even with as much editing as as you can do. So I I suggest investing in a lot of good microphones and some good external hardware stuff like that and then try to try to you know learn that hardware and when you record try to make it sound as good as possible going straight in that's my that's my best advice that is great advice and i would add on top of that to help ensure that the sound you have going in is right at the start always plan ahead don't just run blindly into recording plan what you want the sound to be and then it'll be a lot easier for you in the long mm-hmm. run yeah it's to- totally so billy we all loved zerwi but do you have any other projects on the horizon that we should be keeping a lookout for i do i have two um one of them is just a another ep that is kind of like a fun ep that i'm I'm making it's nothing um nothing too mind-blowing or crazy it's and it's gonna be hard to top Zerwi because <laughs> that that thing just blew up but it, it it should be just like a fun little summer EP that should be out probably like mid to late June maybe early June we'll see but then what I'm really looking forward to so far I've made three Halloween records three Halloween uh, albums or some of them are two of them are EPs one of them is an actual full like album but three years ago I did Halloween then the next year I did Halloween 2 the next year I did Halloween 3 and they were each kind of like just Halloween-y songs about different topics like co- some comical and stuff about you know monsters and stuff and then this year I'm making Halloween 4 but it's going to be very different I'm looking really looking forward to it because I think it could potentially be the best thing I've ever released it's very out there it's very uh, experimental and different and very dark and it tells a story i don't know i'm just i'm just really excited for it well i look forward to hearing both of those projects so where can people find your music online well it's pretty much everywhere um (laughs) you can find it on youtube itunes spotify uh amazon i don't even know if google yeah no no yeah google play i was thinking of google plus which isn't a thing anymore um deezer uh title yeah basically any streaming service you can think of it's there and where can people keep up with you on social media you can follow me on instagram at i'm underscore billy underscore cob you can find me on twitter at cobtimus underscore prime and obviously you can find me on YouTube at just just my name, Billy Cobb. And uh, I think that's that's it. I did have a SoundCloud or I do have a SoundCloud, but SoundCloud's annoying because they only allow you to upload a certain amount of time. And I ran out of time a long time ago, like maybe like a year and a half ago. So I haven't uploaded. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> uploaded to it. But but yeah, those are like the main the main ones. Well, thank you, Billy, for coming on reproduction today. It's been great to talk to you. I love the new record and I really look forward to hearing what you come out with next. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Stay tuned after the credits to hear Billy Cobb's song Shell Shack from his new EP, Zerwi. Reproduction is hosted, produced and edited by Joshua T. Davis. It also featured a special guest interview with Billy Cobb. 
Original music written and performed by Joshua T. Davis. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at ReproductionPod, and you can also support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash ReproductionPod. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. It would really help us out. Forget and play my guitar We've been sledding on the beach Now our friends are